Welcome to the Abiding Hope Podcast. This is the second podcast in our series for our Forward in Faith series where we're introducing our theme for 2022, Choose Love, Choose Hope. Today, uh, we're going to come to you a story about treasure, and I'm going to pass it off to Pastor Doug. Thank you, my brother. So Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew's Gospel. It's only in Matthew's Gospel. We get in Luke what we call Sermon on the Plain, which is a little different from the Sermon on the Mount, similar, some of the same kind of stories but or sayings that are tweaked a little bit. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is really acting as the second Moses. So last week we talked about Moses leading the people through the wilderness. Uh, they get to the, to the Jordan River, about to cross into the Promised Land, and he says, choose life, right? Choose life. And, and that was influential in us uh, deciding to use the theme for next year, choose love, choose hope. Well, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uh, gathers people, and he's, he's not giving them a new law. Right? Remember, Moses went up on the mountain and he got the law. He received the, the Ten Commandments from, uh, from God and, and, and gave that over to the people. Jesus is, is doing something a little different. He's, he's not talking about law. He's talking about way of life. He's not creating a legalistic system. He's trying to draw people into a way of life that produces life for all people. Right? It starts with the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor and uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, and so forth. And then he gets into love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who curse you. You see, these aren't laws. It's a way of life. He, he's saying when somebody harms you, don't harm them back because then you're just adding to the violence and the division and destruction of the world, which doesn't align with God's vision. God's vision of oneness of all things, right? Everything, living in harmony, living in an in, in intimate relationship with God, with each other, with the whole of creation. And, and so someone has, has said, and this is true, um, I haven't done this work myself, but I'm just taking the word for it, that Jesus talked about money more than any other subject, right? And so in the Sermon on the Mount, he addresses money. He addresses wealth. And, and what he's doing is, is he's trying to help us to see the choices we make with our wealth, how that affects us, right? So when I choose to live selfishly, I choose to use all of my resources for myself, for my children, to make us happy, to, to, to compete with the neighbors, uh, to, to be successful, right? I'm actually contaminating myself. I'm contaminating my heart. My, my heart is growing smaller. My heart is growing darker. I'm actually creating for myself a very confined space for my life where it's me and my possessions. That's it. And everything outside of that is a threat. It's a threat to me because it's a threat to my possessions. You're here to take what I have. You're here to to, um, somehow rob me of, of, of my soul, which is filled with possessions. Right, so if the if the stock market crashes, I'm ruined. Um, if I lose my job and 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 can't live at the same economic level I'm living at at now, I'm ruined. Um, if if I, I I make some bad decisions financially and I lose everything, I'm ruined. Right, and Jesus is saying, no, your life is bigger than that. 
And, and the only way, the only path forward for you to become aware of how big your life is, how big your soul is, and how you're a part of something bigger than yourself. This isn't about some just small confining life of you and your possessions. He says the only path through that is generosity. That's it. And so I'm going to read this passage from the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 6, where Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. I mean, do we need a clearer statement? <laughs> what, 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 people want to argue. You're not arguing with Doug Hill on this. You're arguing with Jesus, right? I mean, do we need a clearer statement? He just very direct and accusatory. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't do it. Where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And, and let me take that, that word heaven for a second. And unpack that. Heaven is where God dwells. Heaven is where God dwells. Well, where does God dwell? Here. God's with us. God dwells in us, with us, around us. We dwell in God, right? So, so don't hear, store up treasures so that after you die, you can have a mansion in heaven. That's the same stinking thinking. I'm, I'm not, I won't be selfish here so I can be selfish in heaven. That just makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. I've never, That's really good. I've never understood that. I've never gotten that, right? No, heaven is here. The reign of God is here. God dwells here. It's in this earth. What God's vision is is not to get everybody off the planet to some cloud somewhere. <laughs> God's vision is to perpetuate life from generation to generation to generation here. So we're storing up treasures for life into perpetuity on earth. That's really the point being made. So do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, heavenly treasures that create life, that create uh, uh, wholeness and fullness. Where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. And here's the kicker verse. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Notice Jesus does not say where your heart will be, your treasure will be. You know, sometimes we, we think, well, when I just get inspired, when I just feel like it, you know, when, when, when something hits me, then I'll be generous. Then, then I'll give. Then I'll pour myself out the same way Jesus did. Then I'll choose love, choose hope. It doesn't work like that. Jesus is very clear that what we do with our treasure directly affects our hearts. Are we confining our hearts? Are we contaminating our hearts? Are we encapsulating our hearts through greed, through selfish ambition? Or are we opening our hearts, expanding our hearts, connecting our hearts with others? Can, can we see and feel the pain of those who are oppressed today? Can we see and feel the pain of those who have been pushed to the fringes? Can we see and feel the pain of people who, who, who don't have the kind of opportunities for education, health care, uh, 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 liberty that we have in our lives today? Opportunity, absolutely. Not just can we see it, can we feel it? Because it's a heart thing, you see? Jesus is talking about the heart. Can we feel it? Jesus felt it when he saw somebody hurting, when he saw somebody grieving, when he saw somebody uh, who, who was being oppressed. The Greek word they used was splanknizomai, 
The splanchnon are your intestines. It's your guts. And so splank, splanchnizomai is a verb that, that's like you've been punched in the gut. When was the last time you felt like you got punched in the gut? Not because of something that happened to you, but because of something you saw happen to someone else. George Floyd was punching the gut. That's horrible. I, I never want to see that video again. That's punching the gut. Um, uh, watching watching Haitians being being wrangled um, by uh, border patrol on horses was a punch in the gut for me. Um, I consider Haitian people to be brothers and sisters. I would never wrangle a brother or sister by riding a horse and trying to lasso them or grab them or whatever it was. We've had a lot of punches in the gut in the last two years, more than we we want. And, and maybe we're being driven to a little bit of compassion fatigue where we've seen so much pain, we, we don't want to see pain anymore. Um, we don't want to hear about it anymore. We don't get that luxury. Our world's in pain. We're in pain. And the path forward isn't through power and control, fascist ideals, division of races. That's not the path forward. That will just maintain the division, maintain the violence, perpetuate all of this injustice that we've been, been experiencing in our world. The path forward is through the pain. The path forward is through the heart, right? And, and so... Jesus is telling us very clearly, don't wait till you feel like it. Because if you wait till you feel like it, it'll never happen. You've got to be inspired by the vision. This is why we're saying choose love, choose hope. We have to choose to trust that the path of love, the path of sacrifice, the path of generosity is the path to create real and sustained life in this world. We have to choose hope that that. Even though we see heightened division and, 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 and injustice and wrangling and, and difficulty in our world today, um, we have to choose to trust that love and life are going to win. We have to tr choose to have hope that God is not done, that God is a creator God who's continuing to work to create a world that can be sustained, where life can be sustained from generation to generation to generation. This isn't easy. And as I've said before, we can't do this by ourselves. We need community. We, we, we need people to come around us because, let me tell you, there are days <laughs> I don't feel very hopeful. Um, there are days where I see so much pain that I, I feel very small and I feel insignificant and I feel like anything I do doesn't matter. That's broken thinking. That's flawed thinking. And that's out of my... My, my wounds. That's not out of my best places in me. And that's why I need brothers and sisters like you, Jay, who come alongside me, that you've been with me many times where I come in and go, bro, we need to talk. And, and you, you are the gospel to me, right? You point me um, toward hope. You point me toward the empty tomb. You give me encouragement. You point out blessings uh, that have been in my life in the past, blessings that are now to give me the courage to be a leader during this time in this place, which is not easy. We're in this together. And um, where, our, where our treasure is, where we put our wealth, what we do with our resources, what we do with our education, what we do with our gifts and abilities 
matters because how we use them affects our heart. It's either going to drive us into deeper greed and selfishness and darkness, or it's going to expand us into oneness with God, oneness with each other, deeper love, deeper passion. The pain will still be there. It's still going to hurt. That's the thing. And so that's why we need to trust God through this. I uh, too. Uh, one one little lighthearted reflection, <laughs> and then one that's a little deeper. One is, I, I've always loved this text too. When I was a kid, I hated doing yard work. I hated it. I, I didn't like mowing yards. I didn't like trimming the tree. My my mom and dad. We had an electric lawnmower that was plugged in, and you'd have to like figure out how to like do it so the trees wouldn't pull the. Bro, that's how I mow now. Yeah, okay. that's how I it, mow now. It drives me. It drove me crazy. <laughs> but I but I started to care about yard work when I bought a house. So when I owned a house, when my investment was out, suddenly I liked yard work because yeah. my treasure was in this house. Yeah. And when my treasure was there, my heart was in it. So one of the things I like, you know, when I think about this text, I think you have to buy the house if you want to care about the yard work. <laughs> you know, you have to. So, you know, I'm not going to care if the Steelers win next week because I don't care. But if I put $10 million into the Steelers franchise, I'm going to suddenly care a lot <laughs> about whether they win next week. Right? Right? Yes. It's the same idea that the, my heart is going to follow where my treasure goes. And so so that I, so lighthearted, when you start investing in the people of Haiti, you're going to care a lot about what happens to the people in Haiti. And you're going to care a lot what's on the border. If you're not invested, you're going to look at the border and say, oh, justice or whatever else comes in. You will no longer – so – the push that I would want to say is put your treasure there, and I promise you your heart's going to follow. Yeah. I promise you. Uh, the second one is sort of what you're getting there at the end. There's a great book um, called Mountains Beyond Mountains. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the, the big term that I got out of that book is the idea that we join the long defeat, mm. that we don't join something because in our mindset it has to be successful. You know, as, as, as Christ said, there will be poor always. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do it because we're going to end poverty in this generation. You know, like mm-hmm. we do it because they are poor and they're humans and we are called to support them whether or not we end the systems that are wrecking a place like Haiti or in Pine Ridge or India or all the places that have suffered under the oppression of white Christian Europeans. <laughs> and, and we have wrecked those places and it's, gonna, and it's not going to happen right away. Right. But we still do it because it's what Christ calls us to do, not because we're going to be successful. Amen. And now we might see glimpses of that success. We might see glimpses of that kingdom yeah. come. Um, but we but we have to do it. We have to because we have to do it. And, and you know, you just triggered something in me. Malachi, mm. um, God says, try me. <laughs> yeah. Try me. Right. At, be generous for a year. See what happens. Right. See what happens to your heart. See what happens in you. See if see if you don't still have a blessing in your life. Mm-hmm. See if, if if life doesn't begin to expand and become broader for you. Try me. Mm. Test me. It's the one time in Scripture where God says, put me to the test and see what happens. Wouldn't that be a fun experiment? Hey, let's just all choose to be more generous in 2022 than we've ever been in our lives right. and see what happens. We'll give it a year. I guarantee you next year we would have incredible stories to tell. Incredible. Incredible story. Well, this has been uh, very inspiring to me, Doug, and I really want to thank you for bringing this text and for continuing to remind us about how we can live more deeply into that by choosing where we put those things, where we choose to put love, where we choose to put hope. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll gather together next week at our next podcast. Great.
Uh, God, your words ring in our ear that says, just try me. Come on, come on close. See, see what I can do. If you uh, simply trust that um, your five little loaves and two little fish are going to be bountiful and plentiful, and that not only that, but your eyes are going to be opened to a new way. God, your words come to us closely. And God, your words also come to us from the Christ who says, just put put your treasure into the places where it belongs and the things that won't rot, um, moths won't get to it, rust won't tear it down, but it will simply store up treasures in this life that are into the ages, um, into the, the, the God that is alive here with us into the ages. Uh, God, thank you um, for um, inspiring us with your gen- with your generosity, so that we might be more like you and be generous. Help us to choose love. Help us to choose hope, and help us always to live through that in the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen. Amen.